0: And are they the best players? They become the monsters. Really. No. Well, that's not fun. Really? <laughs> and are they the best players? No. <laughs> <laughs> play sure, okay, but okay. they're yeah. yeah. not too so scary. Well, it kind of spoils it for everything. Gracias.
1: and peace to you this morning it's good to be here worshiping with you just a quick reminder about masking there were some new guidelines that came out for the county this past week however here in worship we are still continuing to mask so just a gentle reminder to make sure you have your mask over your nose in your mouth for our entire worship service if you look in your bulletin we have just a little explanation of the mask policy we also have a question um, we are Investigating what masking might mean at our 8:30 worship. So if you have a strong opinion on this question, you're welcome to just write it on your bulletin and hand that to us at some point. But enough of the logistics for now. I do welcome you to worship and I invite you to take just two or three deep breaths as we begin together in worship to center ourselves in this space and in this. now prepare our hearts and minds to worship God.
2: in this somewhat strange time. Hope you stick around after the service to meet other folks out in the garden for some refreshments and conversation. And if you'd like to know more about this church, you can certainly ask anyone around you uh, with a name tag on in particular, because it means they've been here for a while, or see one of us after the service. Let's join together now with one voice with our community prayer for you in the bulletin. Let's pray. Gracious God, for those times that we have chosen recognition, honor, and the successes of the world over loving our neighbors and serving those in need, forgive us for those times that we have chosen comfort and security over generosity and justice seeking. Forgive us. Forgive us for our times of silence. Turn us to the needs of those around us. May we remember that we are all a part of our body We are all your children. Amen. Our prayers continue. hear the good news of the gospel. In Christ there is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Know that we have been forgiven. And know that we have been set free. And be in peace. Amen. One of the ways we build up the community is by sharing our joys and concerns, whatever we're carrying. If there's something you'd like to share with the community, just raise your hand and speak up. Yes, please. So a, a, a sorrow, a friend who's um, dealing with the new diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, did I hear that right? Yeah. And just a joy that uh, Marissa is a neighbor of yours. Joy that she's presence in this community.
3: That's just terrific. Uh, yeah, Carolyn. Um, our daughter Molly and her husband and their cat are on Thursday moving to Abu Dhabi for a new job for him. And so character safety and the calmness and the, the whole move. is moving.
2: So slight move for Carolyn's daughter. They're just moving around the corner to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> so all that's such a transition. Right? Thank you, Libby, for lifting that up. You couldn't hear; she was giving thanks that her daughter, who's uh, a teenager, has been is an elder, an active elder, and has been active on the stewardship committee along with another young person. You'll hear from them later today, uh, and it's been a rewarding experience. It's certainly been good for the church, so I'm thrilled to hear that it's good for been good for her too. Well, I lift up one uh, a friend of Sherry's and mine, Episcopal uh, priest. was involved in some board work before is suffering from a pretty serious diagnosis of can- esophageal cancer or in that area. So her name is Franny. and we'll just hold her up into the light. Anyone else? Well, we know anytime we share prayers, there are prayers unspoken on calling I'll call you, two. So in, in a moment, when I offer up a prayer, we'll be praying for those things spoken and those too tender to share. Pat? I have two joys that sort have of.
0: Like fifth over the past year or so. One is my
2: oldest daughter, Catherine, has married and is expecting my first grandchild oh. in February. And the other, my youngest daughter, Allison, is getting married in about three weeks. Terrific, so Pat's oldest is married and expecting a child, and the uh, younger one uh, is going to be married in just a few weeks' time. Congratulations, wow. Well, on that note, let's pray. <laughs> Holy One, we carry all kinds of things great joys and causes for celebration, visits with family and loved ones long overdue, yeah. to be near those who are good neighbors. And yes, we carry sorrow too, diagnoses or circumstances separations or wounds, physical or otherwise. We open our hearts in the midst of all of it to you, and to the you we find in one another. And so receive these, the prayers of your people, O God. We offer them in the name of Christ who taught us to pray, saying, our Father, who Lord in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I'm going for you on your birthday month everything is waiting for you by David White your great mistake is to act the drama as if you were alone as if life were a progressive and cunning crime with no witness to the tiny hidden transgressions to feel abandoned is to deny the intimacy of your surroundings Surely, even you at times have felt the grand array, the swelling presence, the chorus crowding out your solo voice. You must note the way the soap dish enables you, or the window latch grants you freedom. Alertness is the hidden discipline of familiarity. The stairs are your mentor of things to come, the doors have always been there you and invite you. And the tiny speaker in the phone is your dream ladder to divinity. Put down the weight of your aloneness and ease into the conversation. The kettle is singing even as it pours you a drink. The cooking pots have left their arrogant aloofness and seen the good in you. All the birds Ooh. and creatures of the world Ooh. are unutterably themselves. Everything. Be seated unless you're a young, young person and all other young ones want to come up if you want to They're kind of spread out up here have a seat I live with this guy so I don't have to spread out for him well I'm so glad you're here some of you I've seen a lot of times some of you are newer But I want you to know how nice it is to see you. And I want you to know that you're important to God and to this church. So, glad to see you. There's a story in the Bible, this really kind of strange, interesting moment where God talks to somebody and God says, oh, there's, essentially says, oh, there's so much you don't know. Like how the earth was created and the oceans and the land and all of that. There's so much you don't know. I actually think, that curiosity is like a journey to God. That with each question where we learn about something in this great world that God's created, we take one step closer to God. There's so much to know. For example, um, did you know that, uh, well, you know it probably takes a lot of energy to grow a baby inside of uh, a mom, right? It takes a lot of energy, right? Did you know? that kangaroos can start to grow a baby inside and they can, they'll can stop if they don't have enough food and water to eat and they will just press pause on being pregnant and then when the water and the food shows up again, they hit play and it continues. It is weird, but it's true. Did you know that the number of times a cricket rubs its legs together in a minute, no I'm sorry in 15 seconds plus 37 I hope you're taking notes (laughs) equals what? The temperature. Count how many times a cricket rubs its legs together in 15 seconds at 37, there's your temperature. Have fun isolating a single cricket. (laughs) Did you know a flea can jump a hundred times its height
3: yeah,
2: you can jump. <laughs> If you could jump in it jumps as, far as volume if you could do that, you could jump a hundred story buildings high. That's like 50 of these churches stacked on top of each other. <laughs> Well, ninjas can jump high too. And see, there's so, there is so, there is so much to know. See, look what I've done. I've opened the can, and now just can Because with each new question comes the chance to grow closer to God. In your Sunday school class today, in your Sunday school class today, you're going to talk about learning new things. But I want to say a prayer for you as you go. And before you go, please, Please wait. There'll be somebody at the back to greet you and take you where you need to go. If you're, if you're a new uh, to this church with a child, there should be brochures that the ushers have with maps to where your child is going to class, just so you yeah. know. However, today they're
1: going outside. But today you're going outside. Thank you for that. So let's pray.
2: Dear God, thank you for this wonderful world and all these things to know. Bless us as we go into Sunday school that we might learn new things and learn about learning new things and grow closer to you. Amen. Amen. Go now.
0: is from Mark's gospel. Listen for how the Spirit may be speaking to you through these words. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to Jesus and they said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it that you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant you, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared.
1: When the ten heard this, They began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you Must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. So before I start the sermon, I want to give a brief addendum to one of our joys and concerns. It's hard to hear with masks on. What Rebecca actually said is that Marissa Daney is in labor right now. Uh, So we certainly hold Marissa and her husband, Stefan, in our prayers as, maybe they'll welcome a new baby today. So that's very exciting. Please give Marissa our good wishes, Rebecca. So here in Marin, we don't have any roadside billboards. They're actually not allowed here in Marin County. But when I lived in Baton Rouge, Billboards everywhere. Uh, I-10 runs straight through Baton Rouge, so that's a great spot for companies to advertise all that they want drivers to see. And the billboards that always caught my attention were the Jesus billboards. Some of them were funny, some of them were more serious, some of them were theologically questionable, but all of them were trying to encourage people to follow Jesus. And many of them actually offered a word of comfort or security, perhaps for people who were feeling troubled. I want to show you just a few examples. I hope you can see them. But this one says, anxious, Jesus offers rest. And then there's concerned, Jesus can be trusted. And then I have one more here. This one is worried, Jesus offers security. I have to tell you a funny story. I had these on my desk this morning, and Rob walked in, and he looks at them and goes, Those are the billboards! I said, Yeah? Apparently, he and Sherry, as they drove across the country this summer, saw these everywhere. And I don't know if you noticed, there's a man with the same expression. Same pose. Same (laughs) Same pose. And so, whenever they saw a billboard, what's that man going to be feeling now? It's a universal expression for everything. (laughs) Everything. Everything every difficult emotion now i agree with all of those right and i do hope that if someone is feeling anxious or stressed or worried that they will find comfort and rest in jesus and it is important to know that in the difficult times of our life we are not alone and we see stories throughout the gospels of jesus feeding those who are hungry healing those who are sick even calming a storm that was frightening the disciples but I think it's also important to remember that those aren't the only stories about Jesus that we find in the gospel if for example if we look at Mark's gospel that we heard from today William Willimon who is a professor at Duke Divinity School he looks at Mark's gospel And he says that it's not Jesus as answer to our problems that we really see in Mark's gospel. Instead says, Willeman, Mark stresses Jesus as strange and demanding Lord. I thought that was a really interesting way to describe Jesus, right? Strange and demanding Lord. I think we see some of this, side of jesus come out in the story that we heard today but before i get to jesus i first want to think about james and john right those two disciples who come to jesus and they want assurance that they can be a part of jesus glory they want some of that glory too now often when scholars talk about this scripture passage they paint James and John in a rather negative light like who are these disciples being so selfishly ambitious right what are they doing just looking out for them all their own selves and their own glory and in fact when the other disciples hear what's going on they get mad at James and John now it's a little uncertain if they're mad at James and John because their request is out of line or if the disciples are upset that they didn't think about it first. But regardless, there's this sort of thought about James and John, like, what are you doing? You know, why are you so self-focused? But I read a different interpretation that was very interesting from Barbara Brown Taylor. She's an Episcopal priest and an author. And in her book, Bread of Angels, she writes that maybe, maybe this is an example of gross ambition. the part of James and John. But then she says, maybe it's actually a case of profound faith. Because James and John truly believe that Jesus is going to reign. You know, Taylor says in spite of Jesus' dire predictions, in spite of storm clouds gathering in the horizon ahead of them they are so secure in jesus final victory that they want to sign up to be with him now taylor explains that james and john are probably thinking that the world where jesus is going to be reigning in glory is actually going to look a lot like their current world All that's going to happen, she says, is the bad guys who are currently at the head of the table are going to be out. And God's good guys are going to be in. Right? Jesus sitting at the head of the table with his best pals on either side of them. And then finally, once this change is accomplished, the good people will commence to redeem the world. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? But... This is the part in the story where Jesus, as strange and demanding Lord, makes an appearance. Because Jesus says, James and John, you've got it all wrong. I'm not here to simply replace those in power. No, I'm here to take that power structure and turn it upside down. Says, you want to be in glory with me? Well, no know that the greatest among you will be a servant of all know that the son of man comes not to be served but to serve and jesus tells him if you're looking for a place at the head of the table with some fine dining that's not with me jesus said with me we're going to bust the tables we're going to replace the silverware we're going to prepare the food We're going to clean up all the spills. So as much as I think these billboards are important, that message of Jesus as our comfort and our rest, and that is important. Jesus himself says, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. But just as important is Jesus' call to serve. Jesus' call to live a life of service and servanthood. James and John think they're all in, Jesus even questions them, are you prepared to drink the cup that I drink? And they say, yes, yes we are, but maybe they don't quite know all the details. Jesus tries. Jesus tries, in fact, immediately before this story that we just heard, Jesus very specifically and for the third time i might add lays out what's about to happen to him he says the son of man will be condemned to death mocked flogged killed and will rise again after three days so james and john are hearing this but somehow they're just not quite able to figure out the reality of what following Jesus really looks like. Now, what about us? We have the benefit of living 2,000 years later. We know the whole story. We know the comfort and the rest that come from following Jesus. We know the difficult call to serve, we know the transformative life that comes from being a disciple of Jesus, we know that it's a challenge, that it's difficult, that it requires us stepping outside our comfort zones. James and John, were ready to go, without all the information. How about us? Just last week, we had a new member orientation, and we're gonna welcome six new members to our congregation next week. And as part of these orientations, Rob and I always like to leave plenty of time for questions. You know, it's important for new members to know what they're getting into as members of Westminster. And so last week, one of our class members asked a question about commitment. And you know, she wanted to know, should I decide to become a member of Westminster? What kind of commitment is required of me? Great question. Let's know what we're getting into. I have to admit, I find that question a little difficult to answer because I don't want to scare away new members. (laughs) So I find that always what comes out of my mouth first is something like, you know, oh, when you join Westminster, you're joining an amazing congregation of caring, loving, wonderful people, and we hope you will commit to meeting people and forming relationships and being a part of this community. We hope you will commit to continuing to explore your own spiritual journey along with the rest of us, all very important parts of being a church member, commitments I hope each one of you have made. But I feel like if we just stop there, we're not quite giving the whole story of what it means to commit to being a follower of Jesus. Because the commitment also involves showing up joining in, coming to worship, and serving, right? Serving this community, serving the wider community. I guess, technically, you could join the church, and you could still only think about Jesus on Christmas and Easter. Sure. But that's not exactly what Jesus meant when he invited us to come follow him when he invited us to come serve alongside him. So what might that look like? What might a life of servanthood be? So I'm going to return to William Williman, who tells a story about a young man he met in high school. And this young man actually, says Williman became an active Christian in high school. It was during a very vibrant youth worship service that this student gave his life to Christ. And the student said during his conversion experience, I have found what I have always been looking for. And William Willimon writes that he checked in with this now young man a few years later, and the young man was running a ministry for inner city kids in East St. Louis. And he was actually living in the same dangerous, tough part of town as the kids who came to his ministry. Apparently he'd been the victim of crime on numerous occasions because of the tough part of the city where he lived. So William says, and when I marveled at this man's faith and his faithfulness, this is how he responded. He said, well, it's sometimes what you get when you get Jesus. He said, I thought I found Christ, when in reality, Christ found me. I thought christ wanted to give me something and he has given me so many good gifts but mostly what jesus gave me was a job to do for him rather than to do what i wanted to do for myself now i hear this story and i have to admit my first thought is there's no way i could do that that's okay i don't have to do that because this young man has already been called to do that right And thank goodness we are all called to serve in so many different ways. But I do think this story is such a good example of what it means to truly give one's life in service of Christ. Not just when it's easy and convenient, but those times when it's difficult, when it requires risk-taking, when it requires moving out of our comfort zone, when it requires letting go of that which is convenient and reliable. Now, I'm guessing that everyone out here serves Jesus in one way or another. My goodness, you're sitting here. It's important to you. And I would guess each one of us out here, probably, maybe some of you, haven't given our entire lives like this young man has. But don't worry. That's not what I'm asking you to do today. Maybe some of you are feeling called to do that wonderful. What I hope what I hope will happen today is you might just get a nudge, a nudge to explore in a little more detail what it really means in your life to lead by serving. what greatness looks like through serving another, what it really means for you not to be served, but to serve. I want to close with a poem by Andrew King. King writes, is that you, Lord, changing the diaper in the nursing home, holding the spoon for the woman in her wheelchair, wiping down the toilet and the floor? Is that you serving the dinner at the homeless shelter, sorting the cans at the food bank, mowing the aged neighbor's lawn? Is that you, Lord, bandaging the wounds of the bomb victim, erecting the tent for the refugees, handing out the water and the food? Is that you, driving the patient to the treatment center, sitting through the night with the family, making the call to the forgotten friend? Is that you, Lord, lighting the candle in the darkness, keeping vigil for compassion and justice, loving in us and through us and with us until the world that you love has been changed.
0: God, we are grateful, grateful for this opportunity to serve through making our offering. We ask for your guidance as to how these funds will be used to do your work. And we thank you that we have the ability to serve. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. You
2: may be seated. This time I invite forward Sophia Harkins and Lila Tipton to give you a moment for stewardship. stewardship team for working so hard uh, this year as always Uh, it's been inspiring to see the gifts that have come in so far and so we pray that momentum continues a few announcements as we move to a close of worship right after the benediction rather than having a postlude and everybody uh, file out immediately to have fellowship in the garden that will come but we're going to start a congregational meeting right away Now, if you need to go pick up your children or something, that's fine. Just kind of quietly slip out, and then the rest of us will begin. It shouldn't take all that long. The the whole purpose for the meeting is just formally electing uh, the nominating committee for this year. And I'll say more about that when the time has come. But we'll have that meeting right afterwards. So you can either scoot forward. you are going to stay for the meeting. If you have to slip out, just slip out. But we'll be done in hopefully just a few minutes' time. Let's see here. Next week, pancake breakfast for the youth program. So if you come with your appetites and uh, perhaps a few dollars to donate to that important ministry. As Bethany mentioned at the outset, on the back is an update on our guidelines for how we're um, working with the new um, state and county guidelines in the church. Um, Currently, this service, because of its size and because of its openness, doesn't qualify for a mask optional event. Some of our smaller groups in the church do if they follow a number of protocols, like taking attendance and showing vaccine cards and so on and so forth. We wanna do our best to keep everybody safe and to keep everybody uh, worshiping the a way that feels as full as possible. So one option for us is developing an 830 service uh, of all vaccinated folks we want to go through those steps, and we have volunteers to help with screening, um, so that if, if that would be more meaningful for you, you'd have that option. But we want to take the temperature, to use a pun right now, uh, on your desire for that. So you just notice at the back here, there's an announcement, and there's a question. You would just answer that question if you have a strong feeling one way or the other, at the bottom, and just hand it in to one of us, or stack it up on the table on your way out. That would be great. We'll do this for a couple of weeks. We just want to see, before we go to great lengths to recruit volunteers to do something, if that's something people are even interested in. Okay, let's see here. Another thing to lift up, and you will have read this if you've been reading the e-news, but sometimes it's good to say things aloud as well. We're in the midst of some big staff transitions. So we have a new office administrator beginning with us Tuesday. Her name is Tracy. Uh, You'll hear more about her. But we have the email that we've been using for the past several months for the administrator still works, so there shouldn't be any problem there. Um, Similarly, Diane Newman, who we will celebrate in a few weeks' time, is retiring from her position um, after serving us for uh, eight years or more uh, in the role of bookkeeper. And we have a transitional bookkeeper named Brian who has already begun, and Diane is, thankfully, training him. We want to, and there's a, a, a bookkeeper email address. It's not the Gmail address. It's a bookkeeper at WPC Tiburon address. The Gmail address will forward there if you're getting nervous. But um, we want to make those transitions as seamless as possible. Though, as you know, easier said than done. So if you have any trouble, for whatever reason, getting a hold of either of those new folks, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to one of us. We'll try to, if not, answer your question direct you to a place where you can get an answer. So thank you for your patience, but but if you get frustrated, don't just sit there frustrated, reach out for help, and we'll do our best to help you. So with that, let's rise in body or spirit for our closing hymn number 727.
1: that the love of God who is our Creator Jesus Christ our Redeemer the Holy Spirit our sustainer goes with you now and always but I invite you not to go now in peace (laughs) but instead to be seated. Amen. You may be at peace just don't go. Yeah just don't go.
2: Let me go ahead and call this meeting then to order and blessings to those of you who need to pick up your children or whatnot. Um, I'll go ahead and declare that we have a quorum, Madam Clerk, and I'm going to count the opening worship as
3: our opening prayer. All of that was prelude for this holy moment.